0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Hey everyone, Uh, it is time to have our Big Blend radios. Big Daily Blend show. <laughs> see, say that twice real fast, 10 times real fast, see mm. how it goes. Uh, but you know, our first Sunday of the Big Daily Blend, we always get to chat with Johnny Schaefer. Johnny is an award-winning vocalist. He's a composer. Uh, we love Johnny and he comes on every, you know, first Sunday to have fun with us about what are the holidays. But with Valentine's Day being part of February and everyone looks at February as a month of love, I thought, Gee, Johnny, I think we better start talking about love songs and ballads and all that beautiful music. And of course, uh, you know, love songs are not just for Valentine's days. Let's not even talk about, what about breakup songs? Sometimes the love songs are the breakup songs. Sometimes they end up being the wedding songs. Ooh, we haven't covered that yet. Uh, but anyway, I want you to keep up with Johnny. Go to here, Johnny.com and that's Johnny with a Y. Uh, the link is in the show notes, but welcome back, Johnny. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Happy Sunday. Happy February. Nice yeah, to be with you fe- again.
0: Yeah. So love songs and ballads, not always the same, huh? You know, and
1: I think well, I, you know, uh, absolutely. Yeah. There's some really great, really up tempo, fast love songs and, and ballads that have nothing to do with love. So, uh, there's a, there's an overlap for sure, but you know, they can both was- be about all kinds of things.
0: Yeah, there's some, like, ballads that have to do with historical figures. I was thinking about that. And then some of the ballads that, like, heavy metal, like Guns N' Roses, I think were writing to women a lot. Honestly, I think their music was geared towards that. And so they Mm -hmm. did more ballads, kind of, than there's the love songs. But then there's, like, those happy love songs, you know, Mm -hmm. sugar pie, honey pie, you know, (laughs)
2: know, all Mm -hmm. that
0: kind of happy You know, you're going to put it, you know, skipping your step kind of, you know, and I think it goes to the stages of romance, you know, and then you get to the moment of bring out the shaft, you know. Oh, that sounds bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but you know you know what I mean though, right? You know it's like the hey baby yeah. music too. You want mm-hmm. that. Like so there's a different level. So tell me a little bit about your songwriting voyage um in in regards to songs about love. I mean, do you sit down and go, Okay, I'm gonna write about love, or does it just kind of come out like in be inspired well, by a feeling?
1: It's really interesting because sometimes my saddest songs have come out of really happy times of my life and, or vice versa. And, uh, I've thought about that. I, I write very, uh, kind of my, my best stuff comes like at three in the morning or four in the morning. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go to sleep thinking about something or I'll, I'll have thought about something during the day and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night with this song in my head. So I, sneak out of the room. So I don't wake up my husband or I, you know, I, I have a phone and I just type the lyrics and really click on, on like a, a notepad, you know, on my phone. So I don't forget it. I have to do it right away. But I always, it's, um, I, I try to write, I guess I just write from things I'm thinking about. So sometimes I'm thinking about l- love and that can be romantic love or it can be other kinds of love um or sometimes i you know it's it's other subjects but um i i think it it you know for me songwriting comes from just my the the sum of my experiences and my you know when you're when you're writing it's a series of choices that's why i think it's odd that with ai people think that computers can write about love because i don't that I don't think computers will be able to actually love and then have, you know, and then write about their emotions about it. But who knows, maybe they'll be able to teach them. I don't don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. This is how it feels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's weird. Yeah, It's weird Mm -hmm. because everything doesn't even like the art. And we've talked about that on shows before, about even looking at the art, Mm -hmm. you can tell it's like, you can tell when someone just, you know, put a filter on and there it is. It's just not the same. Mm There's just not yeah. the, there's a warmth that comes with, well, unless you're a cold person, <laughs> you know, maybe you're going to put <laughs> some cold feeling on it. But yeah, yeah, you know, when, when we talk about love and music uh, goes so far, I think I love this conversation about love songs and we'll get into some of your songs and some songs that you picked out. And I picked out some too. And it's interesting. We actually picked a lot of the same musicians and singers,
2: mm. different mm-hmm. songs
0: though, which is interesting. Yeah. But, um, I I feel like, you know, music is such a part of a life journey that, you know, love, it's like, I remember, you know, for those who don't know, yes, I had a brief stint of being married, very brief, and I mean, Hmm. really brief, (laughs) and (laughs) there was a song from R.E.M., and called everybody hurts. <laughs> that was our wedding song. Like yes. hello dumb. Yeah. You know, I mean it said it right there. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. it was actually about not even necessarily the lyrics though the lyrics and not necessarily a love song, you know. It's more of a ballad then, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. it was about the the sound and the tone of his voice. Oh, Michael's voice is incredible right it just he kind of just sings right to your soul that it yeah. that was it I mean we both you know loved that song so much but it had nothing I don't know why we chose that it was just a thing that we both loved yeah. and so it yeah. had nothing to do with a being <clears throat> a love song but it was intimate
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we still yeah, didn't yeah. last. <laughs> bring-
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's funny you bring up RM because I um, that song, I can't fight this feeling anymore that mm-hmm. came out right when I was finally coming to terms with being gay, so you know it's not how the song was intended, but you know sometimes you apply you know art in different ways and and that song kind of uh expressed how I was feeling at that point, like I just can't fight this anymore
0: <laughs> right you know that's that's yeah. really it i mean it's mm-hmm. it, it just goes with what connects with your psyche and i I know i've talked about this on shows before too um you know past dear love of mine was our bass player in the band and you're Mm. not supposed to date the band members but we did and we were very very (laughs) tight and he was like a son to nancy and um our Mm. lives we went in different directions out of our own personal pursuits of life and beliefs and even politics, because I didn't even realize what, you know, was going on. And then, wow, oopsie, you know, this wasn't (laughs) going to change. Mm -hmm. And yet we were very Mm -hmm. close and he he got married and had kids, but we were still close. And he messaged me on Facebook. We kept kind of our distance out of respect for his wife and family and Mm -hmm. everything. So we didn't, you know, we weren't, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. had our naughty times. But the day before Mm -hmm. he died, he messaged me. And his death was mm, a very wow. weird, yeah. It was, but music. Mm. Literally, I had to just turn everything off, and then I was mm. like, "What do I yeah. do? How do I cope without music?" Because everything we yeah. had dissected just about every song I know in the band, like mm. dissected it, going, "Oh, this is how this needs to sound," or you know. And so it really mm-hmm. killed me. And then it was a salvation. And then everything was a love song. You know what I mean? I, I sure. it is a weird thing, but uh, he was a very deep soul and love and still always be like a heart person, you know. There's certain people in life with true love. It was true love, you know. And Mm -hmm. all songs, it really didn't matter. There's just memories. And that's what I was saying about music, that it becomes part of that. So it's not necessarily a love song, is it? It's just about what connects and connects between two people. You know?
1: Yeah, you know, I think love love encompasses many things. And there are things that, that lead us to feel love for, you know, romantic love for someone that contribute to that. And so, you know, in a way, yeah, I I think there could be songs about something completely different that, you know, that we would see as a, as our song or our love song or whatever, you know, that, um, because of, of what they, the feelings that they lead us to, and they strengthen the relationship, and you know, it's something that we have in common, maybe you know, with another person, and so that's that's one of the powerful things about music, and you know, why a lot of times people call music the universal language because it mm-hmm. it it just it brings up so much in us.
0: Yeah. It transcends. It does.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It really does, yeah. and it can set the scene. For the mood, like Mm -hmm. the shaft, bring Mr. Shaft out. We want the shaft, you know. Um, I do love that. I mean, that's sexy music. (laughs) I mean, now we get into sexy part, right? You know, you're going to have a, you know, Mm -hmm. go from the, it is interesting. The different stages of courting, court, Mm -hmm. you know, dating and then Mm -hmm. courting is an old word, isn't it? That's old. We don't use that Mm -hmm. very often, but I kind of like the whole courtship thing, though. I like that. Oh yeah. With animals, birds do it, you know. Um, yeah. they mm-hmm. show their feathers and do this dance. I mean, have you watched doves, how they act? I mean, it's a big deal, you know. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you know, when we lived out in the desert, we'd we'd have the big great white wing doves, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, you they had their season, man, and when they wanted it, ooh, naughty boys. But then when they got together they were just so like, okay, we're a couple now, you know. And <laughs> mm-hmm. the male would be pretty you know, everywhere doing his thing with all kinds mm-hmm. of girls. But then there was mm-hmm. this moment where you'd see them together and it was like, wow. You know, and they talk about total mm-hmm. love and all of that. It's so cute. And it's like, wow, you <laughs> see, see with animals, you know, that, that courtship mm-hmm. happening and humans too. I mean, it's in teenage, mm-hmm. when you were in high school, didn't you're like, when you had feelings for someone, it was everything like you couldn't think about mm-hmm. anything else. Like oh yeah did music yeah. did you have music when you were in high school that like oh I want to like <laughs> this is the song you know
1: <laughs> yeah for sure um, yeah I think <clears throat> and even you know not even past high school I mean like in fact like um, my husband Parker and I when we saw Moulin Rouge that song Come What May mm-hmm. uh, that kind of became our song and when we did our, our wedding announcement he used that song and we did like a digital wedding announcement and oh, cool. he used that song and did this really cute little thing that, you know, this kind of animated thing that, that told everybody that we were getting married and invited people. And it was kind of cool, but that's, that's, cool. that's, that's been our song all these years. So, yeah.
0: Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. Well, he's such a fantastic videographer and, and filmmaker, not just a videographer, but yeah. all of it. Right. He does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you won awards. i really for lucky it. that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like all in the family. <laughs> there it is. It's like, hey, Papa, mm-hmm. I got this idea. You know, let's go. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What were some of the songs when you were in high school that you would consider love songs? Like when you were like going to school?
3: Hmm. Let me see. I'm not well, trying to
0: date us all out yeah. here, but you know, I, I was thinking, you know, well, Fine Young Cannibals was a big deal. And. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. God, I, I hate to say this. Oh no, I shouldn't go against the per- no, no there no. Yeah, I remember now. Mm-hmm. I like to find young cannibals. I did, uh-huh. I, and I do. I still. Mm. I can't remember his name. Remember Terrence Trent D'Arby? He's changed his name yeah. too.
1: Has <gasps> he? Ooh. Oh, that's right. That's... Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah.
0: Talk about sex yeah. appeal. He was an amazing. <laughs> He's still a, a, amazing to me. Terrence Trent D'Arby is like one of the most. Mm-hmm. Under, we should do a whole underrated musicians show. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, um, yeah.
0: But he, like, he has sex appeal. Okay, so wait. Love songs and sex appeal go hand in hand? Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of do.
2: I like, think so. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yep. All right. So come on, some of yours. <laughs> some well, of, I
1: know. Um, you know, I, I, I we've talked about how I was a huge Melissa Manchester fan. <clears throat> and so yeah. come in from the rain was a song that really i think that song um you know it talked about finding shelter in re- in a relationship and so that song always has stuck out to me as a really beautiful love song and it could it's a love song in both a romantic way but also just a general way because you can find shelter in non-romantic relationships too and so i've always found that song to be really Powerful. Um, there was also a Barry Manilow song that I was just reminded of today. That somewhere down the road, where he kind of says, um, "You know, I I understand that right now our our roads need to diverge. You know, because you need to go off and do something else, but somewhere down the road we're going to get back together." And I, um, I was getting ready to leave to graduate from high school and go off into the world, and so that song kind of always. That had a lot of power for me at that time, you know, because um, mm. uh, sometimes sometimes loving people means letting them go. Um, <clears throat> later yeah. on, Alanis Morissette came out with a song, um, You Owe Me Nothing in Return. And it's one of the most powerful songs about relationships that I've ever heard. It, there's so much psychology and really advanced thinking in that song to me. And it actually helped me during a period. There was a time... Paco and I've been together like over 20 years, but there was a period where we were apart. And, um, and in that time, I did a lot of work about just letting him go. And that song informed me. And it really helped me get through that because, uh, she basically just says, you know, you can, you can love someone else. You can, you know, you can find yourself, you can do all these things. And I, you know, I give you permission. Um, you don't. And I just love you, and you don't owe me anything. It's a, it's an incredible song, and it, mm. uh, I, I recommend it to anyone who is in that position where they where they need to let someone go. I once, um, this actually wasn't uh, about Paco, but many years ago when I was real young, I, I had a crush on someone. Or no, no, I was in a relationship with someone, but it was clear that he didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. And um and a friend of mine said, You've gotta let him go. Think of him as like a balloon and it's tugging and it wants to get away, and you just have to let the balloon go and it'll float off and maybe someday it will come back, but maybe it won't. And if it if it comes back it's your balloon, and if it doesn't, it
2: it was never
1: your balloon. And then Very interestingly, this friend of mine died a couple of weeks later, and I used to live on the 10th floor in Park La Brea in those towers at that time, and when I got the news that my friend died, I hung up the phone, and I looked out the window, and a balloon was floating outside the window.
0: (laughs) Oh.
2: Yeah, isn't that weird? That's what
0: I was telling you about my friend when he he passed, and he messaged me Mm -hmm. right before he died. It was weird, mm, and it yeah, was about a sunrise, yeah. and we had a relationship on wow. sunrises, and it was weird. Um, it's weird, like I, I believe mm. those things. It's interesting what you say about the balloon mm-hmm. and letting go, because mm-hmm. it reminds me of Stevie Nicks. I mean, talk about ballads and love songs. Jeez. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She's queen of that, and but remember her song "Landslide," which was about her coming yeah. to terms of her career. So was which was a big mm-hmm. love for her, you know, yeah. um, but. Mm-hmm. You know, love isn't easy. And that's what makes no. it the biggest fodder of writing for songs. Songwriting, a majority mm-hmm. of it is love. Majority. Yeah. What do you think? About 80% mm-hmm. of the songs are about love in some way. You know? It, it's yeah. You know, even drama, loss, love, all of it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It's the biggest topic and, and the, and, and
1: a, Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's why like Paul, Paul McCartney had that thing, you know, you know, they, you know, talking about filling the world with silly love songs, and you know, he's, he's like, "What's wrong with that?" You know, I mean, and the, the Beatles wrote a lot about love.
0: Yeah, you know? they did. Carol I King. Mean. Look at Carol yeah. King, Carly mm-hmm. Simon. You know, mm-hmm. I think about some of them. You know, some some powerhouse vocalists. You know, you got like mm-hmm. them, Melissa Manchester, Bette Midler, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, Celine Dion. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Mariah Carey—they yeah. were just yes. huge. Oh, Whitney and, Houston, and, and The Ricky Jones all. on
1: another. Was that? Oh. oh, yes, of course. Yeah, and I'll always love you. And yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I never. Willie Nelson Richie... wrote it. He didn't. It was her. Oh. It was Dolly. They said that. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: they, yes.
0: He covered it, but and Patsy Cline. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going off. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 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 But Ricky Lee Jones, I know you, you've got her down for a lot. It's true.
1: (sighs) Yeah. She, and I, and there could be many more. I, I think what's, what's interesting about her, you know, the first time I heard her, I actually, I didn't like her because at that time of my life, I I was still in high school and I was learning how to sing properly. And so it was all about diction writing choir. And, and so I couldn't understand what she was saying. So I just dismissed her. I'm like, ugh, I don't. Why do people like her? And then when I was in college, a roommate said, "Okay, look, sit down and listen to this song three times and read the lyrics." And it was her song, "A Lucky Guy," and mm-hmm. and he goes, "Just read the lyrics while she's singing, and then if you don't like her after that, okay, I'll, I'll you know I'll let it go." But I just think you need to do that, and I did, and I totally got it. Like I was all, mm-hmm. oh man. Like, it's so... There's so much emotion here, and that's that's why, like... And and it it didn't bother me ever again that, that you have to look at the lyrics to understand what she's saying sometimes because it's just the feeling that she puts into it. So she's a... She's really... There's nothing like her. She's just got a unique sound, and, um, you know, she's just... All, a lot of times, she just says, well, I just happen to have this voice. You know, it's just the way it is. So... You know, it's it's what I have to work with, and it. It's I, think, worth, I feel like you know, she's well someone that
0: just is sitting down and telling you a story, like you're a close friend at yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about her. Yep. You know,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, and then you got it. Look at uh, Brandy Carlisle did the same thing about Joni Mitchell, and you have Joni Mitchell on your list too. You and I have different songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a case of you because.
1: Oh yes.
0: When course. she did it, yep. and the and it's not on Spotify. The older, not the, like the newer version. Yeah, a like lot this. of her
1: stuff got pulled. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Of oh, a while back. Yep.
0: Which, mm. Well, I think it was probably she was with Neil Young and all of that when they all pulled stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But she, she, that song was when she was older, right? And I love when you hear mm-hmm. these women who had such high pitched, you know, pretty angelic voices, mm-hmm. like mature, mm-hmm. like later in life, and they mm-hmm. go down a hole. You know, suddenly Mm baritone. you know, Alto. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, man, and she did it. I like Stevie Nicks better now. You know, like Bob Dylan, same thing. You know, I I love Bob Dylan's voice now. You know?
1: Oh, yeah. The whole youth-oriented thing, there's definitely something to be said for youthful energy and the the wide-eyed youthful perspective on life. But it shouldn't be at the expense of, appreciating the the life experience that older musicians bring to the table. I mean, just the, you know, in the re, one of the reasons I chose both sides now was, you know, that album where Joni sang with the orchestra and, and you know, okay. came back to these songs decades later and it, it just added this whole new level to to those songs and and both sides now was used to perfection in the movie Love Actually, in that scene with Emma Thompson, you know, where she just finds out that the present that she thought her husband had bought her for her, he gave to someone else. And then, you know, she goes in the other room and she never says a word in that scene, but they're playing both sides now. And and, and Emma Thompson goes through this whole litany of feelings and you get everything mm-hmm. she's feeling without her ever saying a word. And, and part of the... the the power of that scene is that song, mm-hmm. and and it, it's it's one of my favorite movie scenes ever. And uh, and then also it was used it was used in the opening of the Olympics, which on the YouTube link I sent you, it was the the Vancouver Olympics in 20, 2000 something. I forget what what year it was. Oh, but 2012, was when they,
3: yeah.
1: yeah when they had the uh, the Winter Olympics in Vancouver, and they have this this kid. Doing it it was about going through the prairies and he was like you know they had him on wires and he was like flying all over the stadium and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on television and again part of what made it beautiful is that song you know just the way Joni Mitchell sings it and the 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 years of experience that you hear in her voice and then with the strings you know it's oh it's so beautiful
0: and what about okay I know is the case yeah. of you is like, you know, I could drink a case of you and I'd still be on my mm-hmm. feet. You know, it's
2: yeah. like that's where yeah. that's
0: when endurance of love comes in, right? Uh, yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. upside down that endurance. I mean, those lyrics. I mean, she was a hell of a lyricist. I mean, her words are <laughs> oh, just, yeah. Her, yeah. Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, um, Tangled Up in Blue has to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and as a love person, every time I hear that I have like a person, you know, that you know, it's just mm-hmm. uh, you know, what do you call it? Unrequited love? Yeah. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. that's the worst. But you know, <laughs> i think it keeps us younger it, you know keeps a little spark of yeah. like "Ooh, i wonder if mm-hmm. and i came close to that mm-hmm. wonder if and then it wasn't going to be and it wasn't supposed to be and i cried all the way home <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, yeah. oh yeah it was like "Ah, mm-hmm. oh, no we're not meant to be but it, god it okay, we just be silly for a night but I, <laughs> mm-hmm. not that i want to spill my guts <laughs> on the big blend radio year but you know it's uh-huh. you know it, it just it was just ah oh, dude really yep. I mean it, you know the thing to me is when you know did you ever make like this is the person who made the best mixtapes and CDs and just was that and you used, we used to make mixtapes for each other mm-hmm. and that yeah. was I think yep. one of the most romantic things you could do was make a mm-hmm. mixtape. Now we have playlists. Mm-hmm. I get it, but it's just not as cool as a mixtape yeah. because you had to get. Yeah. You had. I mean, that was work. That was effort. Now oh you
2: yeah. Put, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Did you make
0: mixtapes? <laughs> Did you do it?
1: Oh yeah, a, a lot of my friends and I used to send them to each send them to each other. Um, I don't. I don't remember specifically oh. doing it like. Well, yeah, actually, I think someone I was dating, I did that with, um, you know
3: what?
0: but
1: a lot of my yeah. friends and I were doing it and you learn so much from people in the songs that they share with you. you know?
0: I'm I'm going it's back. It's almost into, like here's,
1: here's a piece of my soul, you know, like, yeah,
0: exactly what you that? care about, what you yeah. love, you know, yeah. or mm-hmm. that you know yeah. that they'll enjoy, even if you don't like it. You're like, do I really mm-hmm. have to put on it? A- yeah, okay, I'll give it to them. You know. You know, but yeah. that's the other mm-hmm. thing is, you know, at the beginning, everybody pretends to like each other's music. And then later it's like, I hate that. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so you have to come, you have to be honest at some point. Now, like there's no there's like if if it's not my thing, it's not my thing. And I, I've learned, I've grown up to go, it's not my cup of tea, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> go go
0: for it if you're enjoying it that's your thing and I was just thinking now Fun Young Cannibals I think came out earlier from high school now I think we had Right Said Fred came out and then we mm-hmm. had like Sting and Police were really big Talking Heads were yeah. big, Pink Floyd oh,
2: yeah.
0: all of that and Richard Marks that's who I was yeah. thinking of earlier mm-hmm. Richard Marks mm-hmm. was the big you know at the high school dance if you know someone mm-hmm. was going to get a little too close it was going to be with a richard marks song <laughs> oh my god oh no no offense mm-hmm. to richard marks but and then we had uh brian adams too was a big deal that was mm-hmm. it was a big deal back yeah. in the day but that was early yeah. high school i'm going to think I think i was yeah. 15 14 or 15 mm-hmm. uh you know we, but but
2: we...
0: go ahead
1: Oh, no, I was going to say, when, when you talk about, uh, you know, not liking people's music, I, I years ago started asking people what it was they liked about things. And then they would ex, they would explain it to me. And sometimes it actually helped me appreciate the song. Maybe I still, it wasn't my favorite, but I, I would appreciate through their eyes or their ears what, mm. what it was that, you know, made them like it. And, and I understood it better because a lot of times when I don't like music, I don't really understand it, or I can't relate to it, and so by them telling me why they relate to it 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 helps me see it a different way I mean, or well, hear yeah it different i way. mean
0: it's 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 true like if you're especially like some songs- like some music is really heavy, like heavy jazz mm-hmm. and stuff right if you yeah like, mm-hmm. you know start at herbie Hancock to go to miles Davis, maybe you know you mm-hmm. that kind of thing start with at a like, if someone like someone like hip-hop, right? If you don't know about hip-hop mm-hmm. and you can't quite get into it and, yeah, you have a friend, well, maybe start with something a little easier like Michael Fronty or something to get you started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's always like a, a bridge, a musician that bridges the gaps Um mm-hmm. to... And then you either like it or not, but at least appreciate it. Like, to me, that's why I'm at. I like... Even if it's not my Mm. thing, it's like appreciating and listening and, and you can tell when the musician or the performers or both songwriters are all in or if it's just another do something for the label stuff, you know? You know what I mean? That, that you can tell the difference. You can tell when Mm -hmm. it's well crafted and cared for versus I'm just throwing it out there. That stuff makes Mm -hmm. me mad. And you can tell and then some mm-hmm. people like it you know there are some songs I go mm-hmm. why but then it still works <laughs> a lot of one hit wonders walking on sunshine like that mm-hmm. that song will never die that song will never never right. die 99 red balloons <laughs> you know there's, mm-hmm. and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with them but it's still a little too like poppy for me but then at the same time <laughs> like I can sing every word mm-hmm. to banana rama <laughs> come on yeah. Mm-hmm. okay what about carol king <laughs> can we talk about carol king being one of the oh, best yeah. songwriters on the planet
2: oh, right? yeah. 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 yeah
0: and even i feel the earth yeah. move that's pretty good for a love song but really mm-hmm. it's true love songs just sometimes become a love song because it's an intimate moment between two people or shared experience mm-hmm. that becomes part mm-hmm. of your memory your scrapbook you know
1: well, it, um. it, 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 it you know you're, you're wanting to you're wanting to express these feelings that you have, and so a song does it for you, and so it, it's a way of yes, that's what I'm trying to say, you know, and, it, and it's and and it's a way to help you share with the other person what you're feeling about mm. them.
0: Well, I'll go back to like my very first love, like high school, like proper, like a like seven, six, seventeen years old, proper, proper, right. I say proper because, like, you're a, a little bit older age at that point, and And at that point, I was, you know, starting to work and all that. And I've always mm-hmm. been working. But, you know, my first, you know, I had boyfriends. But, like, you know what I mean? That was just younger, silly stuff. And now that became the serious one. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and in South Africa, they go away in the military, like, drafted. As soon as they finish high school, guys are drafted for two years. Or you go to college mm-hmm. and then yep. they get you yep. later. And Mm -hmm. anyway, my boyfriend at the time. So when you think of love songs between us, it was all Peter Tosh and Bob Marley and Bonta Bonta. (laughs) And it was all reggae, Mm -hmm. right? Because he introduced me more into that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so it had, there was definitely, come on, Bob Marley and love. He sang a lot about love. And so love songs Mm -hmm. are not always just about romance. Their love songs are about like collective love community mm-hmm.
2: oh yeah for sure yep
1: yeah Yep. you know all you need is love you know um and, oh yeah uh, the beatles uh love is all around mm-hmm. and and uh yeah some of the big some of the biggest ballads of you know have been about love in a big way yeah
0: um and those those power ones uh, Come on, mm-hmm. like, you know, let's go to the Guns and Roses. Oh, what about, what's is it, Brett Michaels, <laughs> every rose has its thorn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a reminder.
0: <laughs> oh, what about Annie Lennox? Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Share. Now I'm going, like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of women, but guys wrote some really, uh, Sting, mm-hmm. you have Sting on here. Um, You said, Be yes. Still My Beating Heart. That's a good song. Yeah. And mm-hmm. but I have Fields of Gold.
2: Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That yeah, that's from that same
1: period. I think he, th- there was something special going on during that period for me with him. He just he really he dug deep, and you know it was, those songs were really phenomenal.
0: You have Peter Gabriel. I didn't expect that for love songs, but in <laughs> your eyes, yeah. I mean, when you think about it.
1: Um, well, that has one of my all-time favorite lines, uh, where he says, "I see the doorway to a thousand churches." That mm. that line just really—I've always, when I the first time I heard that, I was like, "Wow!" That talk about saying a lot with a very few words. Um, mm. For me, that that—I that, don't know—it's just a brilliant line.
0: Peter Gabriel mm. is like crazy cool, though, man. I mean, you think about yeah. it. Salisbury Hill—I mm-hmm. still can't get past it. There's just Oh, yeah. I will never get. Mm. And then when he rides his bicycle, and you watch the videos, right? But like just even mm-hmm. the beginning of it, and just there's yeah. something to that that no one can. I don't think you can ever replicate it. It is just his sound. Yeah. He did this, mm-hmm. and then yeah. when videos came out, he was like one of. I think was one of the first.
1: Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah.
0: Just come yeah, his, on. His videos here.
1: are many. Many of my favorite videos are his videos. Yeah.
0: Now I can't get rid of Salisbury Hill and my head's already playing. As soon as you put that, <laughs> I read that list, your list. I'm like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I can hear it in your eyes. and It's there, but like mm-hmm. Salisbury Hill just keeps butting it out the way. I'm sorry. So it's like <laughs> a love affair. with. Certain, what about love affairs with music? Like there's the earworm, oh, right? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. certain ones that you just become enamored with it. Like a song just is something that is precious. Love you love. And it just—you be- mm-hmm. have like a weird romance with a song. A- an individual does. It's weird, but oh, it's yeah. true. Well, they, I have songs have that I to- go to uh-huh. all the time just mm. to.
3: Oh yeah. Recenter.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, oh. completely. Yeah, they. Um, the you know they talk about music being the soundtrack of your life, and and so certain songs take me right back to a certain moment in my life or a certain person or situation and and yeah like the one um you owe me nothing in return that i was talking about that song has just taught me so much in in relationships not not just romantic but just in letting things go in general of 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 that idea of just not being attached to outcomes and just letting things be and and giving uh you know giving giving into the notion that that it's things are going to be what they're going to be, and I'm okay with that. And that's mm. yeah, really good.
0: Now, in excess, never tear us apart. Oh, yeah. I have to put that on there. That's mm-hmm. yeah. and then mystified. Mm. Then mm-hmm. simply read. That was that, like, I think in excess, simply read all day. They were all mm-hmm. in my high school jo- years, and in, YouTube's in, uh, mm-hmm. Joshua Tree came out when I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more Mm, my style at that Mm. time. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have love songs. I mean, Simply Red, and I figured it out. I kept telling Nancy, why is it that I like these certain musicians? What was it? Because I'm not, like, that's not necessarily, like, I'm into blues, and that's really who Mm. I am, you know? And then Mm. I looked Mm. and listened, and I realized they're all blues singers, but with pop. Mm. They took blues Mm. into a pop setting. Mm. And... Interestingly weird, like when I started dissecting like Van Morrison into the mystic, dude, come on, we mm-hmm. can't beat that song. That's one of the best on the mm. planet. Mm. But that's blues. It's still mm. blues. There's a whale in it, even though it's white. It's blues. Mm. <laughs> you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And Simply
0: yeah. Red did play with B.B. King. So do, did you ever yes. listen to mm-hmm. Simply Red?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Mm. Now, now, I'm Why? Well, we, we have stuff today. I keep going backwards. What, you know, love was past that in my life, <laughs> past that time. You know, when we think about <laughs> songs, you know, there are. What about musicians mm-hmm. today? Melissa Manchester, you were talking about her. She's got a new album, a like, new song out, right? Right now.
1: She does. And it's actually, it's, it's reimagining an old song, which she hasn't, um, this is her 50th year in the music industry. And she's, like a lot of artists, she's going back and re-recording some of her songs because, you know, she doesn't own the rights to them. So when they're used in movies and things like that, she doesn't get anything for it. And uh, not only that, but just sort of a way of celebrating those songs and, you know, that time of her life. So it it was a way of reconnecting um, not only herself, but her fans to those songs as well. And I used to, she has this song, Just Too Many People. Um, that uh, it was one of my favorite songs of first. When I was a kid, I can clearly remember laying on my bedroom floor and, you know, next to my record player and I would play it. And then I'd move the needle back and put it on that song again, like dozens of times. Um, that song is about, you know, loneliness in a crowded world, you know, like there's people all around and yet you're lonely and, and, and getting past that and coming together. and. um, uh she we re recorded whatever I call you friend um that mm-hmm. I got to I was associate producer on that track and then Kenny Loggins came in and Dave Cause played tax and then she says she says I'm gonna do uh, just too many people. Do you wanna come in, you know, on that. And just to be able to to kind of uh talk through and be in the room when she was reimagining that song it's faster now. Um, and I think it really has a contemporary feel and yet it also harkens back to the original. I think we've found a really nice balance for that. And she, uh, you know, I just read a statistic that 60% of Americans report feeling lonely. And despite all the technology we have, all the ways that theoretically you know you shouldn't feel lonely and yet more and more people than ever feel lonely mm-hmm. and it's because a lot of technology's this technology is cutting us off from each other mm-hmm. and so that song I think has a really powerful message about reconnecting with each other and coming together to you know to bring back more love and and connection
0: and, and she also was on your song you can't hide the light and I love that song I love that song. That's, I Thank think you, it, you, yeah, you write that... so you write a lot of inspirational music, which is good for the soul, because sometimes you have to recenter yourself for romance or love, and and to be able to give of yourself, you have to be centered yourself sometimes, and sometimes giving recenters you. But music, it, it's like a calming and that That's the other thing, as much as you want to share music with people and you share these experiences, but sometimes music is your own personal thing. That's part of your own soundtrack of who you are. And you may, yeah,
1: that,
0: you know what I mean? That's one of those songs.
1: Yeah. I like. That song, um, you know, it, it's about barriers in relationships and overcoming them. And I, she, when she was on the show, she talked about her, her initial reaction to the opening lyric of that song, which is, you know, um, the thing about barbed wire is that you can see right through it. And her, her only initial question to me was, are you sure you want to use barbed wire? Because it's such a, you know, she because it really brings up a lot for me. And I said, well, actually, yeah, because the thing is that sometimes these barriers between us seem so insurmountable. And so if you're using a, a barbed wire as an analogy for, for an, an obstacle in a relationship, then if you have the right tools, you can get past barriers. And so with barbed wire, you can just cut right through it and it's gone.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and so that, that was why, even though it, it's so dangerous and it seems so ominous, um, there, there is a way through it. And, and, um uh, actually us Moore said has a song the only way out is through and that's a really big mm-hmm. theme for me because you know you 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 can't go around things. You have to push through them and work through them. And so that's what I was trying to convey with that song. Um, and I you know, we brought in the dancers and they they so beautifully for the music video conveyed that, you know, what I was trying to bring across that, you know, you can see the light in each other and that can Pull you through to get you past whatever barriers are between you.
0: I'm yeah, really happy how
1: that song was received.
0: Yeah, you know? I love it. I love it. And you also have on your list um, "Don't You Dare" by Jill Knight. Well, you wrote it, and that was the mm. soundtrack to the book. Don't yes. you dare.
1: Yeah, and that. Show, if you want to talk possible. about about love, I mean that you know that was a forbidden love that happened a hundred years ago. Um, you know, Gaila Turner found a box of photos that showed her grandmother and another woman in a love story and a bunch of other people that were around them that were also LGBTQ. And, and it was very dangerous at, time, at that time to have that kind of love for people and, and you know, live it. So it was very risky, you know, for them to take those photos. And uh, so the song is really about, you know, daring Daring to love someone, and I love the way Jill sang it and you know, her guitar work on it, and and uh, so
0: that um, it's it. I love that it came out so good. I think it's one of my favorites that you've written. You know, I, I just it, yeah. yeah, it just sinks right in. I mean, it's and then you think about you know even when it when it's you know I I talked about unrequited love right, and then at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's love where, you know. Now you have to go through those boundaries, society's stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: See, I, see how I watch my language there. I was good,
2: <laughs> but <laughs> you know. So then
0: it's like that's mm-hmm. an additional stress because hooking up with someone that's mm-hmm. a stressful thing, man. It's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I have to get my hair cut now, you know. It's, it's like, you know, it's like all of a sudden your life changes and, it, and, and romance and love, even if you're wanting to be on the dating scene and, and you want the big hookup, right? That's still, mm. it's still stressful, man. The whole thing is stressful. Oh yeah. And, but then yeah. when it's right True. and it gets there, it's like, Oh, that's cool. I can breathe in and, and breathe out and lean in lean out mm-hmm. you know but um and then to make it endure over time oh man like yeah. it's a lot you know that's a lot my mm-hmm. little marriage sent was like oh hell no we're not doing it no <laughs> like i thought it was all cool and then i was like oh hell no uh that will be the end of that but like it's still i knew how i feel and i think it so as you feel you know
1: yeah, and I have another beautiful. friend who had a very short marriage like that, and she says kind of the same things, that but, but their initial attraction to each other was just so powerful that they just went for it. And then they started learning all these other things about each other and, and same kind of thing. Their lives just, they realized that they wanted to go different directions and they hadn't really worked through all yeah. that stuff, you know, and yeah. so they had to, you know, try
3: to... Like, I'm not going to fund
0: him. Yeah. And and his cigarettes mm, yeah. and all that. Nope, Sam mm, Cooke, yeah. <laughs> bring it on home. Oh
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> but, oh, I love you know. Sam Cook had that voice, man. Ooh.
2: Oh Sam yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. We used to sing "Bring it on home, bring uh, bring your sweet love and home to me." We used to sing that in our in our band. Mm. That was one of our covers. Yeah, the voice, but... and he
1: knew how to use it. Mm. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. But, and well, he had a lot of lady friends too. No kidding <clears> around. Yeah.
3: I mean his death is
0: still weird. We had his his daughter on the show a few years back about 3 it was during covid I think.
2: Oh, and
0: wow. um or right before maybe 2019 mm-hmm. 2020 yeah. Carla. Oh my god, can she sing like him and wow. she really tributes his her dad, you know. Um obviously mm-hmm. his life was cut short soon, but and that's a whole I mean, I didn't go there with her on the interview cuz you know, that's not necessary. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, mm -mm. but like he was with some lady friend at some time and somebody was jealous. There was something going on in the hotel or I don't know, but he was a naughty boy. He was a naughty boy. He Mm -hmm. loved his ladies. He's definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, I I do want to bring this up that today's airing, the show date is actually on Liberace's birthday. Can I just bring that up? (laughs) Like we got to give a shout out to him and he glitters. Like he is the...
2: And I just, I want to call
0: him Glitterati. Like, Liberati, come on, but was he not amazing? His piano, yeah. play, come on, he was. He, I mean, he's an icon in history. I yes, don't sir. know, anybody <clears throat> doesn't know who he is. Well, maybe the other oh, yeah. generation. Yeah. But, <clears throat> I mean, <throat> growing up, I knew all about it. Like, Nancy always had him playing, and you know what I mean? He's just, he was amazing, you know?
2: He
1: performed at Magic Mountain when I was in high school, and my dad took me there. And uh, I remember that was when I knew I was gay, but. <clears throat> really? Um,
2: wow. It really
1: freaked me out, so I hadn't told anyone. And so just seeing him being so flamboyant, <clears throat> sorry, I have a fog in my throat, <laughs> um, really threw me. And um, I just remember being uncomfortable and yet fascinated at the same time. <laughs>
0: Wow. Wow.
1: <clears throat> you know, because, um, yeah, he was, he was
0: very much
1: just himself, you know. Um, and he's from Wisconsin. And...
0: Speaking of gay in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm.
2: Hello. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder, like, what was going on? It was all cold. Everybody's like, Hey, we're, we're not mm-hmm. going to, you know, not have some warmth and cuddles. <laughs> Come on. No, but I mean, yeah. you know, obviously he went to Palm Springs. He wanted warmth, but. I mean, I think he had this, well, definitely flamboyance, right? But just even Mm -hmm. having the hood spot to do what he did and how he performed and how he just went for it, I think there's something to really just tip a hat to him in that way of just putting on a show, you know? I wonder if he watched Victor Borg, you know? Victor Borg was like that, too. You know, know, and interesting
1: because absolutely, and I think sometimes I wonder if Elton John took a little bit of a cue from Liberace because I think there was some of that showmanship, you know, in Elton John as well, you know. And uh, I've always wondered about that—that if he, you know, if he sort of at least got some permission, you know, you know, subconsciously to be able to just kind of be out there and you know, be his own, do his thing, you know.
0: Yeah, um, and then, yeah, uh, well, yeah, with the sunglasses. Remember all the glasses and sunglasses. Mm-hmm, and
1: yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, and the, the the sequin capes and all that stuff. So yeah.
0: Well, one yeah. torch passes to the next, right? It's like it's yeah. like an mm-hmm. allowance, and it's almost mm-hmm. like if you have that in you to do it, and you don't do it, it's almost rude to not follow it. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know what I mean? It's like if that is when you know deep down you're supposed to do that. Yeah. You know, I think you should. It's important, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's... I, I really agree with you about Liberace and Elton John. I never thought of the two of them, but, but yeah, it makes 100% sense. Like, duh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, you know I, what I, mean? I don't
1: know, but it, I, yeah, I'm just, I've always been curious about that. It's, you know, like if if at least on some level Elton John felt more permission, you know, to do that because, you know, I think great artists pave the way for other people and they... When they break a boundary, then, then it, it it gives permission to others to do it, and it makes them feel more free to do it. And then they, and then they take it to the next level. And you know, um, I think that's a lot of what. Because even even Elvis was a big showman that way too. I mean, yeah. Very, well,
0: I was going to say yeah. Liberace. Liberace died on the February fourth. He wasn't born on February fourth. and was, I was just oh, okay. checking myself. Mm-hmm. But you think mm-hmm. he died okay. in eighty seven? So you think about when. You know, well, yeah. yeah, Elton John got big. It makes sense what you're saying, yeah. the timing. And even mm-hmm. when you think about Freddie Mercury, right? Look at what he did. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And yeah.
0: God, I just, that was a showmanship. But then, you know, I also think about the sixties and seventies about showmanship, about like how you dress, how you, mm-hmm. the moves you do, you know, and I think that's still mm-hmm. a huge part of pop music now. I mean, All of that is still Mm -hmm. there. Like look at Beyonce and Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga and all that and pink and all the antics they do. It's more Mm -hmm. than standing up and singing. Hell no, that's Mm -hmm. not happening with me, but um, I'll fall down. (laughs) And, (laughs) but honestly, there's something about putting on a show. And I know they do these big, huge shows like Taylor Swift and all of that. They do these huge, huge shows, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I just feel like, can't we just be able to do something as a really good show, but minimalist, you know um,
1: yeah, some of my favorite concerts have just been like really intimate, you know it's just the person on the stage or at a piano or with a guitar, and those those really intimate moments, but you know those other the big shows are really fun too, you know that's mm-hmm. just part of the the vast. You know, it's array awful. of things that, you know, music can do, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. All it's of all it's fun. good. Yeah. But, you know, on a romantic yeah. date, you go and there's like a um, a piano player in the restaurant. And it's like, for me, I, it, I, to me, there's no such thing as background music ever. Like, I can't. Oh, I me can't, too.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't just let it be. And I know the musicians yep. being paid to do that. But I always want to go up mm-hmm. and say thank you or, you know, obviously tip mm-hmm. and everything, but even that's weird. I just like, come on, like, you know, it's yeah, the A the background. Friend, thing a friend of mine did a
1: sh- oh yeah. A friend of mine did a show at a very posh club and it was really expensive. It was a dinner show and people were talking so loud. I had to really strain to hear him and mm. I just, I don't understand why would you pay that kind of money to go to hear someone perform? And then you don't, you, you ignore them basically. It, it was bizarre. Um,
3: Hi,
0: you know, uh, that uh, Joey, you know, Joey Stuckey, you, you both have been on shows yeah. together and met each other. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I love that you guys come on shows and then you meet each other and we don't, we haven't even met yeah. either one of you in person yet, but you guys meet, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Just a yeah. little jealous yeah. of each other, but um, he, he went to see Jason Bonham. Now is Jason Bonham, you know, uh, John Bonham's son, and we actually interviewed Deborah Bonham on the show, and, and she's a hell of a blue singer, man. You know, so oh, wow. going from that Led, mm-hmm. Ex- Led Zeppelin experience that uh, Jason's doing, and he went to the show and mm-hmm. he said, you know, it sucked. Everyone was just loud drunks, you know, and it ruined the show. And and our friend Stephen Karen. Um, out in Asheville we do a show with them they have the line on the Rosebud and Breakfast they're always touring and they love heavy metal and hard rock and everything and you know every time we talk about Asheville I say what about Warren Haynes you know he he's from there and he does like a Christmas concert Christmas jam every year and brings you know all these amazing musicians on stage and they raise money for like Habitat for Humanity and stuff right and I keep telling him mm-hmm. like you know this Allman Brothers Government meal, like this is you know good stuff and he's a good guy you know they Mm -hmm. go and i'm getting it i get a text like you didn't tell me there was going to be a bunch of drunks bashing into us and almost getting us in a drunk ball brawl over this guy and i'm Mm -hmm. like what you guys go to all these metal shows and this doesn't happen but (laughs) this happens Mm -hmm. on a christmas show of like one of the coolest chilled out guys but it's about the audience becoming so lit like you know, that's mm-hmm. a sad thing, you know I know that there's
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, Concert and places for that And, and you know, mosh bits mm-hmm. And I'm all for it Do, yeah. what, do what you want to do But like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, to go see Like one of your favorite be- Like Nancy and I, we went to see Three Dog Night And um, Oh, Three Dog Night And the other ones They would sing Spinning Wheel Oh, I really love their voices oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Blood, Sweat and Tears Right? Uh, Mm -hmm. on one building. And it was at a casino. And Mm -hmm. I think they only Mm -hmm. had one or two living members left, you know, of the original band. Of for each band. But like I grew up on this music because of Nancy and everything. And like you're all like they expected you to just sit. You're not allowed to move. So it's a weird thing Mm -hmm. about live music now. And it's like you should be able to feel or like that kind of music you shouldn't be like strapped into your seat with a seatbelt you know so it's weird yeah i you know
1: i i go back and forth about that because i i my main thing is i'm sensitive to short for, to short people cuz like you know i i have several friends that are short and when i go to concerts concert where you're supposed to stand the whole time they can't see anything
0: oh yeah and
1: and uh, and it, i i feel bad for them you know it's like and we try to find, we try to move to a place where they can see. And then somebody comes and gets right in front of us and doesn't even notice that there's someone short behind them. They don't care. And, and, uh, so while I, I'm, I'm eleven, so I can generally see, okay. But I'm just really conscious of like You can just see in their face, like, you know, they're trying to get into it, but they can't see. And, and then, uh, also like I have friends who just got back from a big mu- three-day music festival where it was, like 12 hours of music each day and they were nice. expected to stand the whole time. And my friend has back issues and she's all, it I, I couldn't, I had to sit down and just listen for part of the time right. because I couldn't stand that long. But, but I also get what you're saying, you know, that, you know, it's hard to be constrained and just sit there. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon with, with that. You know, I think it helps if the stage is really elevated to where if everyone's standing, you can,
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to do it. And also not everybody in that typical row fashion. Like, can we have tables for cocktails and stuff? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like spread it out a little bit. So it feels good. Yeah. You know, I'll pay a few more Mm -hmm. bucks for that. You know, well, we did Mm -hmm. this, um, blues festival. I was talking about it was fantastic in Greeley, Colorado and Larkin and Poe and all these watermelon slim and Shamika Copeland were all performing and we were there to film. And photograph this. Mm-hmm. And man, mm-hmm. I had to fight off people with their cell phones that weren't doing it for media purposes, man. And mm. I just was like, holy cow. It was like a fight. And I've done festival stuff and, and like that, you know, over the years and band photography and everything. And man, these people were crazy. I still got good stuff, but it, but I yeah. eventually had to become rude. And I was like, this isn't mm, yeah. my personality. Like, I have that mm-hmm. side of me, for sure. But, like, mm-hmm. this isn't me, you know. Like, I want yeah. everyone to have a no, good time, I you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, meant Chawa was there. That's what I love, Chawa. And it was um, the mm-hmm. day after Dr. Um, John had died. And they brought uh-huh. him out as a mentor. It was a big deal. And just people yeah. were like, it's... The way you're clambering on the stage, you're, you're not going to get a good photo with what you're doing. Like, I'm going, what, what are you doing? You know, so it was more about the selfie thing versus actually hearing the music. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I think a romantic night, like, I'm not as, well, actually the blues to me, I don't, it's all good to me. That's romantic mm-hmm. enough for me. Quite frankly, it's sexy. The blues <laughs> get sexy, but. <laughs> honestly when you go out like say you go for a romantic meal and you have music and you have like a show I think it's really nice if it's kind of like how you would watch a comedian not in the row seating though like if you could have like light mm-hmm. dinner and be able to be able to see the performance and you know maybe it's not as rocking but I'm, I'm in that zone I'll do, a, I'll do mm-hmm. a little bit of all of it Um mm-hmm. but wouldn't that be nice where you can actually hear the musicians i think the venues who make a ton off see i watched my language there again ton off of musicians Mm -hmm. should get better at how they set up their acoustics and seating and sound those Mm -hmm. things to me i think that a lot of clubs are not doing as good a job as they should there's a lot that really do well and so And they become the icon places, you know, like when we were in San Diego, we went to the Belly Up and Belly Up Tavern was one of the best, you know, sound as we saw John Mayo there. And, and you know, it didn't matter where you went in Mm -hmm. that room, you heard him and saw him and it didn't matter how Mm -hmm. loud the audience got, you know. Yeah. But maybe that's just Mm -hmm. a long time ago. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I think if the venues got better, since they take a lot of that money and get the drink money, don't you think they should do a better job at times? I don't want to put you on the spot because. Oh yeah, no. I I
1: mean, to me, when you have a, a facility like that, it should be a big part of it. Should be the experience of the customers, and I think a lot of them just try to maximize profit and just think, well, people just have to deal with whatever they whatever they come up with. And I I think a more a a much you know more interesting and much better approach is to really put yourself in the in the shoes of the people who are coming into your place and try to make it as great an experience as you can because they're going to come back for other ones and you know and the and the place will be known as a place where you can really have a great a great time hearing music that you love. So yeah, I I think you know you're you're definitely right that you know it's it's they should. And a good, yeah. good businesses, I think, always try to try to analyze how they can, can, you know, make make the people that whatever it is that whatever service or whatever they're providing is the best experience for people. Because cause really, uh, a lot of what we do is is experience you know, experiential, and we're trying to just have the best experiences we can.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's really the yeah. bar scene is the worst. You know, at times. Mm. But yeah, uh, some of yeah. my favorite bands I've seen there, you know, but I mm-hmm, think it's, yeah. it, it is about, um, actually understanding, like you're saying, if you, you're trying to give an experience and it shouldn't just be an mm-hmm. add-on. I think it's about having, yeah. we, we turned down gigs in places as a mm-hmm, band because yeah. if the acoustic mm-hmm. wasn't good, we were just not going to have a good night. You're not going to have a good show. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. It's just going to sound yeah. bad as a band. If, you know, the building is, you know, if you have a building and you put your stage in a bad area, well, rethink it or put in some, you know, some padding and stuff to help it. You know, there's ways mm-hmm. to fix a, to fix a room. Maybe I don't know that part of it, but we actually got to a point where we're like, you know what? We're just, I mean, I remember like literally losing my voice over having to rise over the sound. And then I learned that was not mm-hmm. a good way to treat your voice. You know,
2: yeah.
0: but I can. Yeah, I did a, I, a loud noise.
2: <laughs> I, I, do
1: it. I had a gig last night at a cabaret concert, and mm-hmm. um, I, I got a little nervous at the beginning because the room was just really rowdy and you know very noisy. People sort of paying attention and sort of not, and and then I got up to do a couple songs, and uh, it quieted it down right away. So I was like, "Yes, oh. <laughs> like this is yes. nice." So yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't always go that way, but whatever, for whatever reason, last night it worked for me. So that was, it's always a good that, feeling, you know.
0: That's that thing, that butterfly thing. You just don't know. You can mm-hmm. do your best, but if it's like the rowdy, mm-hmm. how do you get across? Like without blowing your yeah. pipes, you know, there's ways mm-hmm. to do it. I mean, as a singer, but there's a line as well. And um mm-hmm. I don't know, just that's, but you get the butterflies just like a first date, right? It's like, you don't know mm-hmm. yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, there's music for yeah. that, too. There's music for love. There's all kinds of songs. <laughs> it's Valentine's <laughs> month. It's heart month. And I think it's that yeah. interesting month where we're getting out of the cold, but it's still, you know, fireplace magic. There's still the romance. You know, I'm just saying. There's, mm-hmm. I, I've thought of so many songs since you've been on the show. It's ridiculous.
2: Like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. How do
0: we do this playlist of love songs? That's insane. <laughs> I was thinking about Sarah McLachlan. What about her? Voice? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And she's back out on tour well, there's, again. There's
1: cool. a reason that they use one of her songs in that commercial where they're trying to take at the heartstrings about animals, right? Because it's such yeah. a powerful song, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah so, you know, yeah. it's. Yeah, you're right. You've got a lot of good stuff. Peter Gabriel, Alanis Morissette. Kenny Edwards, Elton John. Hey, listen, I want to, you do your song. That's really good. Um, ah, When he did that for Lady Di, too, that was amazing. And he changed that out. Yeah. And then, and, yeah. But what about Tiny Dancer? Come on, that's a big. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Beast. You said, and, uh, it's
1: a, sacri- a sacrifice, too. It's no sacrifice. That's a.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I lyrics, remember that? The
1: lyrics of that song are beautiful, yeah. Mm.
0: I remember. I guess that's why they call it the blues. That's when I was a kid. Yeah, when I came out. That was a mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. You got the Weepies. Yep. My Be My Honey Pie. Billy Joel. Yeah, that's yeah a fun one? one. Billy Joel. <laughs> mm, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. That's Nancy's dude. Yeah, she bought me his mm. albums just so that she could have them. I was like, here, I got you another Bruce Springsteen album. I'm like, there you go, mom. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Carnival t- yeah. Love was was fantastic. Did Did you see that movie that was out a few years ago? I don't remember what it was called, but I want to say it was a, a kid in India, maybe that was a big Bruce Springsteen fan, and it's a really great movie. Oh gosh, um, I don't know. I'm not I going don't... to remember what it was, but it was really cool. And it it, it um uh, uh some friends that that went with me to see it said, you know what, I wasn't really into Bruce Springsteen, but now after seeing this movie, I I kind of like him. <laughs> he kind of went and, you know, checked out more of his stuff. He's just... Blinded by the light. Tunnel Love, was it? Was yes. Yep. There you go. Yeah, and that's
0: one of his yep. songs. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a really great movie. And, um, and Tunnel of Love just, uh you know, talk about really powerful love songs. I mean, that song itself, Tunnel of Love, you know using that analogy of a of a amusement park ride you know to um uh, to sort of represent a re- the flow of a relationship is brilliant it's just uh, that was a brilliant album
0: I, now you've got you know, me really, you uh, know the tunnel of love i know it has nothing to do with it but for some reason it takes me to dire straits which i love oh, Mark yeah. Butler, and they did a yeah, oh, really yeah, good yeah. And he did mm-hmm. an amazing album with, uh, Emmylou Harris. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's like this really cool because yeah. he got so into Americana, like with Chet Atkins yeah. and stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, um, yeah. yep. but he had this, this way of just this allowing something to like a sound to just carry and slow down mm-hmm. so that you could mm-hmm. just let things sink in and feel. Like he, I, I I really don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but like just the way he plays, I think he's one of the best guitarists ever. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. just because of those, those just and he could do signatures like riffs and all that stuff that we all know and love. Mm -hmm. But just the way he played, and he could be really fast and everything, but he had these ways of just carrying a note and letting it sit for dynamics. He's, I think, one of the best, most dynamic guitars you know and, oh, my and friend
1: then, Chad Alice is a, a guitar player and he named his cat Knopfler
0: oh I <laughs> love true. that I that's love true. that I yeah. yeah see but that's it yeah. I mean it, it really is about whatever makes you feel you know and now I'm mm-hmm. going to go listen to yeah. music for the rest of the day um, I'll be putting <laughs> this playlist together so always yes. fun with you Johnny um, everyone here johnny.com yes. check out his website anything coming up before we go that we should know about
1: Yes, I do have, uh, I'm going to be dropping a couple songs soon. Um, probably, well, I, I have a really cool uh, guest artist on one of my songs, but I don't, I just want to make sure it's going to happen. So I don't think I'm going to talk about it. But <laughs> on mm-hmm. the next, on the next, the next time I'm on, I'll for sure, you know, well, I, by that time, I think it'll be coming out. So uh, we can talk about it next time. But yeah, I, I have a couple of songs coming out very soon. And, uh, yeah, and if you get a chance to check out Just Too Many People, you know, and the other, the other tunes on Whenever I Call You Friend and stuff on Melissa's album, she's got a duet with Dolly Parton coming out at the end of February for, uh, mid, they redid Midnight Blue. Oh,
2: cool. And, uh,
1: it's a, it's Melissa and Dolly. And that's the, the album review that I was talking about is going to come out, um, Right at the same time as the as the Dolly single brought drops. So Cool. So that's something to look forward to, yeah. Yeah.
0: And and the one of the best ways people can keep up with you is on Facebook, you're on Instagram, YouTube, and then uh, obviously to listen on Spotify and all that. TikTok, you're on TikTok mm-hmm. too. Tick
3: mm-hmm. yes, tock. TikTok,
0: TikTok, you don't stop. Um <laughs> And then also on the website is to get your newsletter. That's a, I think newsletters are one of the coolest ways because social media you can miss things, you know. So I like newsletters when you, and can you write it. You always write a nice story and and you know it's like a personal note from Johnny, you know. That's, it's you know it's cool. So and I you think get that's a free download when you
1: sign. You get a free download when you sign up for my newsletter. So. Oh,
0: cool! <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. thanks so much, mm. Johnny. And listen, have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Happy February you to you, and Paco. And we'll talk Ooh. in March. We'll Thank be you. getting ready for spring. Ooh, Awesome. See?
1: Yeah. Say so hi to Nancy.
0: I will. She says hi and everyone. She okay. says hi to you, too. She'll be back soon. She'll Great. be back soon. Nancy just did some ice skating, <laughs> literally. Uh, but she'll <laughs> be back soon. All right. Everyone, you take care. Thanks for joining us. And keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.